guys, for those people out there getting ready for our podcast, welcome to the Rub Wrestling Podcast with Chris, Josh, Matt, Matt, Josh, Chris, Josh, Chris, Matt, whatever. There's so many combinations. It's just like Skittles in the bag. Apparently, there's 3 million Skittles combinations. There's not 3 million, I guess, combinations between people that are doing this podcast. But anyways, you, you catch my drift. Now, Chris, where can people find us if they want to listen to our podcast? Where can they pick us up and uh, what what should they do? Just tell them. They might be dumb. Uh, you should you should like anytime you watch our videos. You should like them. The uh, we are pushing a little bit more towards YouTube lately, so uh, you can find us there. That's where you see our faces. We are still on all of the major podcast platforms, so you can still find us on uh, Google Podcasts, or I, I guess it's changing to YouTube Podcasts. Actually, um, Apple. Anywhere, anywhere you can find podcasts, we're we're there. And uh, but, like I said, if you do see us on YouTube, like and subscribe. That means a lot to us. I don't think you know how much it means to us. I mean, it means the world. I mean, honestly, like if you don't, our hearts will break and we'll probably cry. So just hit like, subscribe, figure it out. We'll take it from there. Now, for a generalized topic that we usually talk about, you guys know we kind of were we've been a little bit off the grid. Um, you know, I I have a little. An old but wonderful black cat named Sassy who was 13 years old. And um, we literally found out that uh, she was uh, full of shit because she has uh, she's a heavier girl and has a little bit of mega colon is what we found out tonight. Now, the thing that was really funny is that when you kind of think about, we, you know, vet bills, vet bills <laughs> are crazy. Like it was like $3,800. And it's like that cat's probably about the same amount as a Louis Vuitton purse at this point in reality. So, Chris, my question is, you've had a lot of pets. What's the most expensive like vet bill that you had? And dear God, I hope you were like us and had pet insurance. Uh, no, we didn't. And uh, so it was, it was pretty lucky, I guess. Uh, we, we brought uh, Duchess in when we had her in Toronto to get, uh, we went to the Blue Cross in Toronto. So shout out to them. They were really good. Uh, we went to them. It was the cheapest uh, spay, 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 spay girl, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, we got her spayed there, but. Then came the uh, the extras. She's a she's a very she's like a very excited girl. So maybe we should take blood now, and then maybe we should do this now. <laughs> and, and the urine test and urine analysis. Yeah. Oh, of so course, my, of course, for sure. Now my question comes, Josh. I know that you've had the one pet, so I'm not going to ask you a pet pet question. But logistically, you were in a um, I, I don't know how to say it. You were kind of um, I don't know you you. The question I'm going to ask you, we're in a field related to this, because I don't want to say what you do or anything that's personal to your life. But when it comes to x-rays, why the fuck are they 300 or $500 to use an x-ray machine? You got to know. You like, you got to tell me, because that's insane to me. Well, they're expensive. And then also the person who's looking at the x-rays is expensive. And then the office space is expensive. And then... Uh, they can capitalize on insurance companies to pay for stuff like that. It's not an answer that I really like, but I, it sounds like it's the goddamn truth and uh, I'm going to accept it for what it is. But yeah, x-rays cost a fortune. Like it's like literally sometimes the cost of a PlayStation five. When you think about it, it's nuts. So I can only Your imagine what a full be covered under OHIP though. Yeah, they're covered under OHIP, but for uh, for pet, it's like pet insurance and stuff. So if you actually oh. run out of pet insurance, it's still it's not as much as obviously a human being would be, Josh. Right? So like if you go through <laughs> and you have like a full body scan or whatever it is, like 
if I get an X-ray for the cat, it was like four hundred dollars, and I'm like, man, we could have bought a PlayStation Five with this. Oh, or yeah, you you don't want to you know, get you don't want to get that extra work done with your no. pets. It's so expensive. It was just like that cat story you were telling about. You know, somebody had a cat for a month and it was eight thousand dollars. Anyways, uh, we're gonna get on to some, get on to some wrestling here and uh, kind of hit off, and we got a, a kind of a blockbuster topic to to start this one off. Um, we haven't talked about it yet. It's been in the news for a while, but we. We kind of had some assumptions after the Rumble that it was almost a sure lock that Cody Rhodes was going to challenge Roman Reigns for the Universal title at WrestleMania. This is the perfect opportunity for, um, you know, Cody to finish his story, so to speak. I'm going to put up, you know, finger quotations and all this stuff. All of a sudden, out comes, you know, The Rock, and now it ends up being The Rock against Roman Reigns. Um, and that's what it's looking like going into WrestleMania. And it looks like what Cody has decided to go the Seth Rollins route after a really great promo by Seth talking about how that world heavyweight championship is basically the working man's title and how that would be a better suited title for him because of, you know, obviously Dusty being, uh, you know, the American dream and being the the blue collar champion and hero to everybody back in the, uh, the sixties and seventies and eighties, early eighties. Now, my question becomes with this, like fans are super pissed off. There's like a movement that's going out there right now about like basically let Cody, what I, does anybody know what the, what the name of it's called? It's like, let's free Cody or something like that. Like there's a, a really like, there's a, a Twitter thing that's going on and I should know, but I work for a living, so I don't know. So if somebody can tell me, that would be great. Is it the We Want Cody? That Yeah, it's probably that one. So basically, we had like major superstars that came out, like uh, Gabrielle Fluffy Iglesias came out, and he's a big, absolutely massive wrestling fan, and, and took a picture of Cody, and that was basically the start of the movement when it started happening. And so you look at a lot of cases, The Rock's going out, he's getting booed to shit. Like, there's so many things that are are coming out of here that's that that's getting really crazy. My My first question to you, Josh, is, is this the right decision storyline wise? Is this a scenario here? Like, so that's my, my part, my part A to that question. Is this right storyline wise or B, is this another scenario of the WWE really trying to prolong, prolong things out to really make Cody's story go longer than it has to be? Um, what are your total thoughts on this whole situation? Cause it, it really feels like a cluster at this point, because I think fans were assured of, of seeing Cody and Reigns and it didn't happen. Uh, I mean, I don't like uh, Rock versus Roman at WrestleMania, but not because I have a problem with it not being Cody. It's just because I don't, I'm not interested in seeing that match. I think that it's been uh, like, you know, seeing John Cena coming back to the ring. It's just not, it's not the wrestling that I like to see. So like, I understand how big it is. Um, but I still didn't believe that Cody was going to beat Roman at WrestleMania this year anyways, because I think that they want Roman to beat Hulk Hogan's record and to do so he has to win at WrestleMania. So I'm not surprised that they did this. It's kind of just like, it doesn't make any sense, but then also it sounds like they're kind of leaning into this. We want Cody movement and the rock's been a heel before. This is not a problem for him to be a heel and be the bad guy. Like if anything, he's playing it up. I I even read that there's potential that like they're trying to get like the Daniel Bryan movement with Cody and they never really capitalized on that as much as they thought that the rock thought they should have. And that in fact, the rock was helping not him specifically, but was like actively handing out signs to promote the, we want Cody movement at raw 
um, after the reaction, whether or not they thought the reaction was going to be the way it was. Like, it seems like they're pivoting to at least take advantage of this financially. Do I want to see Cody beat Roman at WrestleMania? I, I'm kind of indifferent. I, I want to see Roman get beat. I don't care really if it's Cody or not. I like Cody. Um, he's not my, he's not my favorite wrestler, but he is who the company is like choosing to put on their backs. Um, but yeah, so it's going to be interesting. I just think like this whole rock thing is kind of, it's not my thing, but it's definitely creating a crazy buzz, which is making everybody interested in wrestling more. So like, I'm okay with that. Yeah, you know, I, it's so this this topic we could probably even talk about for the whole show if we really wanted to. We're not going to do that, but we probably could. This might be like this is going to be a really long topic for us at some point. Um, but Chris, when you look at it, there's rumors coming out. Like you talk about like we read things, things come up. We talk about The Rock in general. Like one of the things that really kind of um, sat with me in the beginning is that The Rock's on the Endeavor board and The Rock never really cared ever about being the face or the heel because he could do both. So you know naturally like to me he was always a tweener right um but when he was a heel he was a full-blown heel when he was a face he was the full-blown baby face like there was no there was no separating that line when you went through it now um he's a big box office guy like so he's looking at the box office draw here so do you think that that really played a factor in here is is really saying okay we could probably make you know a lot more money with the rock and reigns going at WrestleMania than we could with Cody and reigns going at WrestleMania. Does that play a massive factor for that? And if so, is that a shot at Cody? Cause I, I like, I'm going to, I'll give you my two cents, but is that a shot at, at Cody really being able to headline WrestleMania? It's uh, it's funny. The end of your question there just kind of led me cause I, there was something I wanted to say, but I, it didn't really make sense. And then to the end of your question, it actually now it makes sense. Beautiful. Um, so what, what I think about what The Rock's doing, <clears throat> so, and we all read, right? So we've all read that apparently it was built into his contract that he does this match. So, and I'm sure we've all seen The uh, the Rock believes, like, with the WWE the way it is, he's got to save it. So he's going to feel like he has to save it. So, like, with what you're saying with the Cody thing, like, does that take anything away? I don't know yet, and I'm not going to know until... Until we get closer to it, because basically what I've been reading is that it could be a work where it could be a work. And I I, I don't I wish I had the source. I, I didn't save it, so I don't have it. But uh, they their idea was that uh, like Solo Sokoa attacks the rock before the match and then Cody gets reinserted due to an injury. And so what I'm thinking is that if the rock's doing this to build up this this amount of heat, this amount of heat around him because he's taking Cody's spot. If this turns out to be true, this this would be this would be really big because everybody's pissed off and you get the movement going, and then all of a sudden Cody gets it. So I don't like I it, I read it was random. I wish I had the the link or the 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 source, but to me, if they if that's what they're doing, it's great. If the Rock's doing what he's doing, like what he did with Black Adam. And trying to take over, well, because his daughter is now the the GM of NXT, so I don't know. There, there are things. There, there's a there's going to be a lot to figure out in the in the next while. I think. I think there's a scenario here that we kind of overlook, and I actually I never really looked at that that way. You could actually have a scenario where you have night one, Cody wrestles Seth, 
and even have um you know senior money in the bank come in and actually wreck cody's night that way and that's a great way to do it if this was a swerve and you had a scenario where basically it was cody and rollins have a great match cody goes over on rollins rollins gets that time off to injury and then priest comes in and steals the title on night one absolutely amazing i I think we'd we'd all be okay with that part of the story but what you said is imagine having somebody come in injure the rock and then have cody filter in for the second night to go against reigns the crowd would be through the roof like you know josh i think we could both agree that cody isn't the greatest wrestler um you know on the planet like he's a solid wrestler he's a solid hand he can fit anywhere on the card if you need him to but at the end of the day when you look at him in AEW and you look at him now you're starting to see what a face of a company looks like when built correctly after two years this guy is the face of the company moving forward after reigns because reigns as much as he he's you know he's w he's the universal champion i wouldn't say that he's he, he's not there enough to do a lot of things but when you associate wwe and i'm gonna ask all of you this who do you associate the wwe with now there's no answer to that we used to say austin we used to say the rock we at one point we used to say triple h maybe not as big as austin and the rock but when Cody starts getting the title and the promotional alley starts going for that and they start building off him, he will be the guy. They're going to say Cody Rhodes will be associated with WWE. Now, I'm not telling you guys anybody what to believe, but at the end of the day, like that's the route that this is going. You you're you did it with Brian. You created a megastar. You didn't capitalize that long term. How do you capitalize this on Cody Rhodes for the next five years and make him you know, the main guy going forward. You can still have him chase. You can have him lose a title. You can have all that crap go on. How do you make him the face of your business for the next five years and make it succeed? And if it's not five, let's just say three years. How do you make him that face until you can breed somebody else? Because other than Reigns and maybe Rollins, you you don't have anybody else. And you haven't had that guy that somebody can literally say, I just saw all of your faces when I asked you that question. Who's the face of the WWE? Nobody can give an answer. And that's been the challenge on why it hasn't been as successful as it was during the Attitude Era. We can talk about Gates. Triple H can talk about numbers. That's great. Numbers will be great. Like WrestleMania, you're going to break that probably every single year. That's fine. But what are your ratings like over the last 10 years? Were they as high as the Attitude Era? Did, Did you have as much impact on viewership as you had back in the 90s? Imagine the 90s were alive now with TikTok and everything, how popular the WWE would be. Be insane. Be even bigger than what it is now, in my opinion. Now, um so you know the next topic of conversation here is we're going to talk a little bit about seth rollins now this kind of puts seth rollins in in a in a crazy spot we heard that seth actually has a really bad knee injury um you know that guy's gutted it out his whole career for the last 20 years when he had injuries in ring of honor other places like that he's going to gut this knee injury out until wrestlemania more than likely now Chris, I'm going to ask you this question from, uh, you know, because you, you kind of read a lot too, but um, own personal opinion, is there an actual way that Seth Rollins can actually walk away with the title if it's night one or night two on WrestleMania, however they decide to go about it? Does Seth Rollins legitimately have a chance with the knee injury he has to actually hold on to a title for that World Heavyweight Championship? You know, the the weird thing is, like, the more we start talking about it, the more the more of what could actually happen, like, during that um, like what if Seth heals by then or what if because like if, if they're not stripping him there's got to be a reason they're not stripping him I mean are they going to say why don't you heal up and then you'll have this banger match with Cody 
but like let's hope you you're healed enough to have a hobbled match with Cody. So I don't know. I I, I think there's something something we obviously don't know because otherwise they would have stripped him right now and they would have gone with Plan B, right? Um. So yeah, I, I can can he win? I. I, I don't see if he's as injured as they say they are. Say is there's there's no way. I was thinking when you first started answer when you first started asking the question, I was thinking about like the Finn Balor thing, but that injury came after he got hurt. So mm-hmm. like for them knowing this far in advance, I I just I mean, there's always a way you can. We can never say never, right? I think we've improved proven that over and over. But I mean, you know. The, the odds aren't for it. I just don't, it doesn't make sense, especially if he's hurt to relinquish it after a win, unless they really want to, unless they really want to bury Cody after, after taking this yeah. away, having him lose last year, having him win two Royal Rumbles, not wrestle the guy he wants. And then they're going to do this and then have him lose. I just, I think, I, I think Cody would be better suited getting on the high tail out of there. If, if, if that's what's going to happen. Josh, you're one of the only people that I know that have bet on professional wrestling on a betting site like DraftKings or something like that. Not that I want to promote DraftKings or anything like that. We have no affiliation to anybody when we when we talk about sports betting. But you're one of the only people that I know that have actually done it. Now, the question is, if you had to be the odds maker on this and you had three things, you had Cody winning, you have Seth winning, or you have Priest cashing in, what are you betting on and what do you think the money line would be if you bet on whatever it was? So say I gave you... Cody at one to one. I gave you Seth at ten to one, and I gave you Priest at three to one to cash in the money in the bank. Which one are you taking? Uh well, I feel like I could take Cody and Priest because Cody would first win, and then Priest would then cash in the money in the bank. I don't think that's that, probably probably a good point. But so which if is we had possible. So, par- so I would Josh. say. Yeah, yeah. I think that, like, I mean, and uh, betting wrestling is the stupidest thing you can do because, like, the odds-on favorite is likely going to be the winner, and you can't can't bet very much, anyways. It was never worth it. Um, but uh, I don't. I'm still not convinced that like WrestleMania is confirmed yet because we have not had them announce any of these matches yet. So I'm not counting my chickens before they hatch because. Based on the movement, they could do another swerve. I absolutely do not think that they're going to book The Rock versus Roman to have The Rock get attacked before the match happens. Like, if they book that match and they sell WrestleMania out, I'm not saying that it's not possible. I just think that, like, you're going to book a dream match and then not let it happen. And, like, potentially, like, just to get Cody over, like, you could do that without doing that. Like you could get Cody's over right now. Like mm-hmm. this is kind of this. I actually think that this is better for Cody's career because like we all expected it to happen where he beats Roman at WrestleMania. Now, if it takes him another year to do that, because they want to give Roman that, you know, that big, like, uh, you know, beat, beat the Hulk record. And, you know, maybe he's not ready to go to Hollywood or he's like, you know, I like working six days a year and uh you know i'll be happy to carry the belt for another year i'm not sure i just really think that like seth could win for sure um but i think that if i were to bet and that was the booking it would be cody to win and then with a good chance that damian cashes in just so that cody can finish the story with roman at a different event i just think that it's less impactful 
for him to finish the story anywhere but WrestleMania. So if he's going to finish the story, it's got to be next year or like, yeah, next year. And then like, is he going to win the Royal Rumble three years in a row? I don't know. That's kind of lame. Josh, you're, you're a really good statistician for this. So I'm going to get you to check. Cause I know we talked about it a little bit last week, but I want to be a hundred percent sure. Now, if you could do this while I talk to Chris, I'm going to ask Chris a question. And this is kind of the important one. So one of the rumors I heard was, I believe that, um, you know, we're going to WrestleMania is in what Chris April. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So basically the rumor was is that basically the, the, the I, th- I can't remember if this is for sure. The earliest that they could probably do it is SummerSlam. So Josh, can you check the difference between Reigns like uh days that he has to like when, when officially does he break Hulk's record? Is it before or after SummerSlam? Because I remember reading something where somebody was trying to figure it out and they were saying, okay, does, you know, does it make sense to have these matches? And they were talking about doing even a title unification, which seems kind of weird there too, but doing a title unification, especially since they just got the new belt a year ago for the world heavyweight championship, but doing one for the universal championship and doing a big title unification at like one of the big pay-per-views again, like SummerSlam or Survivor Series. But I think it would make way more sense at a SummerSlam to do it, but I'm not sure about the dates when he crosses over on Hulk's uh, Hulk's record. And you know sure. they can always they can always just make up those numbers, right? Because they always do. So, no, for sure. I mean, it's just it's just a really unique thing because I think like like it, it's it's you know I Josh kind of makes sense. It's like why would you book the Rock to just have the Rock be exited out of the match? But you got to remember too is that you know the Rock. I can't remember the last time he was in the ring. I personally didn't think he looked as great as he did. He's an older guy, right? And the bottom yeah. is, Lion, is that you go to you go to movies and you start bulking up. And you haven't been in the ring in, in years. Like, so yeah, you got three months to work the ropes and to get between, but you're also carrying an extra 25 pounds or 30 pounds of muscle that you have on for movies. And you either got to get that down to where you're back to your playing weight or whatever. And that this is what happens to CM Punk. People get injured. Or, or he doesn't, or he's just coming in and he's just show like using his name to get, get people talking, <clears throat> get the, you know, get all the, get the hype up. And then, Maybe he has no plans to wrestle at all. And and I think Roman's best matches are with somebody that can help him carry the load for the 30 minutes if they're going to go for 30, right? Like, you know, we, I, we've said it all the way through. We think the best matches, I personally think the best matches that Ro- Roman has had in world title matches were against the Canadians. They were against Kevin Owens, and it was against Sami Zayn. Those were two guys, stylistically, psychologically, could match Roman for 30 minutes. And the, the one of the only believable title defenses that he's like, there's been a couple, I'm not going to say there's not over a three year period, but one of the most believable um, threats to Roman's title was probably just after the first year. And that was Kevin Owens going back to back on, I think it was two of three pay-per-views and they thought Kevin could have actually done it there. Josh, did you find it? I think you're on mute, buddy. I know. Sorry. Um, yeah. Okay. So currently I had to, I had to like literally do the math. Cause like when you try to search it, sometimes it gives you plus minus a couple days. If it's not like, yeah. you can't just say like, so it said t- he was at 1254, but I basically just did the math and he's at 1256 right now. And Hulk Hogan is, uh, 1474. So he needs to go 200 almost, days. Uh, yeah. Uh, 220 days. So SummerSlam wouldn't even cut it then. So basically if you were, so we're at, sorry, we're at how many right now? 
we're at 1256 and we're going to 1474 so 218 days from today he would have to go so uh, i can do that math. i think we're but, i think we're short i think we're actually short but, by 30 or 40 days here and like, that's i think not, that's what would happen right if that's not wrestlemania or if that's not SummerSlam, then you have to save it for wrestlemania the next year right for that for that yeah, or or you saying. do or or you do Survivor Series and try and build something back up like that, and because you know what, Survivor Series other than War Games have been severely lacking. It's in my opinion, it was one of my favorite PLEs, and it's probably the weakest of the four, right? Like of the of the big four. It's, so it's hard to hard to believe that like something this big, like this is going to be big, right? So yeah, they they put him on like a part time schedule, the same as he's going now. They'll probably save it till WrestleMania the next year. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough call. Anyways, uh, you know what? Time will tell. We're going to have more on more on this situation as it breaks. Well, uh, once we kind of figure out what's going on, we're going to have a pretty good run into WrestleMania, and I think it's going to be interesting. I think uh, the one thing you're hearing about a lot of the stuff, there's a lot of topics, a lot of rumors, a lot of chat, and a lot of buzz with WWE going on right now, especially with the with these lines that are going on. It's it's such a, a big-time audible to call. It's like going from a shotgun position Hail Mary to – trying to run up the gut to go 80 yards to win the game. Like that's the the best analogy I can give you. Like, yeah, so it's, uh, it's really interesting. It'll be funny if they do actually run that 80 yards into the end zone at WrestleMania though, if they can do that, then man, I give WWE props for doing that. If I did the math, right. September 12th. Is yeah. When so he that's, would, he would tie. So like, I mean, sir, that's be all, well beyond SummerSlam. Survivor Series would be like the first event that makes sense, but like, why would you do it anywhere but WrestleMania if you're going to do the build that long? I there's a right. chance that he doesn't do it. I mean, I, I'm even thinking like the whole Tribal Chief thing. Like, is there a chance he loses? Anybody loses their title before WrestleMania? Not if they book the the championship, right? Like, unless they they throw a swerve with Damian Priest in there. But like, are you going to let Damian Priest take? the title off of either of those two guys. I think it's got to be Cody's taking the title off of one of yeah. them. And if CM Punk didn't get hurt, I mean, does that really, is that really what the whole reason is like, and they lost Brock Lesnar, right? Like, so I, like, I think the other those thing are three is what, people, you know, they're going to want to beat Hogan and he wants to beat Hogan, but let's just say for, 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 uh, let's just say for a shit here, who cares? Like, it's it's not a sporting event. Like you wanna you wanna have him as the longest, and at the end of the day, even if he doesn't beat Hulkamania, and Hulkamania is in his fortieth year, we we don't have to really touch anything in, in regards to that. It's you know that's gonna be a big one. Well, um, but think, at the end of the day, sorry, but at, sorry, sorry to jump in. If I sorry, just uh, like if we have to think that this is Triple H's WWE, right? So you kind of want to get Hogan out of there. You do, but the problem is at the end of the day is that you're prolonging a story for a year and a half extra that you don't have to prolong a story for. And it's it's one of it's your biggest story and you're creating a star and maybe they're saying, okay, well, we can wait to create this, you know, this supernova that we're going to create out of it. But at the end of the day, the fans don't really want to wait. Like, I mean, it's like a UFC title fight. Like, you're going to sit there and like, you know, that's a sport. You're going to sit there in a lot of cases, not saying that WWE, like WWE from is entertainment. But it's not a true sporting event. It's it's you know what the the outcomes are predetermined. So and, when you when you go to a long case with a UFC fight, the fa- if you don't give the fans what they want to see, they're gonna fucking riot. And so it's the same thing in in, in wrestling. But at the end of the day, like what are they gonna do? Are they gonna be stupid and pay enough for it for the next year and a half? Like everybody's gonna be asking. It's starting now. Like you're gonna wait another 
year, another year's WrestleMania to to finish the story. Josh, I, I think. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I thought, like, when you were talking earlier about, like, who's the face of WWE, like, I think the problem with that is is that, like, it's been one guy for three fucking years, and that's why you have no other face. Like, Sami Zayn had a Daniel Bryan-esque level of, like, awesomeness going on, and if they just let that happen, he could have been the face of WWE. Now, I'm not saying that he should be the face of WWE, but, like, there were several guys that they could have made into that face they kept it as roman reigns but like they didn't have to the same thing with like um la Knight, like natural like natural uh getting like like wicked reaction like yeah like organic like reactions that the fans want to invest in and they're just like no this is how we're doing it and it's fine but like that's why there's no face of WWE besides Roman Reigns, in my opinion, is because they never wanted to build build anything else. And it was Sean Cena before, you know, like he was their biggest face of all time, basically. Right. And he still is, I'd say, like even more than Hulk Hogan, because like, I don't know, even more than The Rock in the sense that like what he did was like he didn't need a title reign. He he just chased the title like he just kept chasing the title. And I think like what you're saying isn't wrong. I think like if you give those and you strike while it's hot, the, the, my counterbalance to that question is those guys, I, I don't care about like when you talk about Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn would not be a face of a company for the next 10 years, you know, even five years, even a year, you know, and th- that's, that's the knock on LA Knight too, right? Like LA Knight's how old Chris, you know, how old is he? Like over 40, right? Like 43. How is he going to run it for the next even two to three years? Like, how can we get like, so if I were to say now, this is going to be weird to say it and it like blah, out of my mouth. How do we get, how does WWE get the next John Cena? Like, blah. but you know what I mean? Like that's when he was there, that's the guy after Austin. That's the guy after the rock. That's the guy after those that they said, that's this guy's WWE. You know, like yeah. even a guy like even a guy like that that had it for a while, like uh, despite numerous uh, breaking his freaking neck, was Kurt Angle. Like he was another guy that really stubbed up. He didn't. He never had it for five years because I mean he didn't have to be that guy. He had Cena and all that stuff, right? But like Cena was the guy for ten years. WWE, like you said, is it Reigns, Josh? Like, like I, I don't know. Like, like nobody sees Reigns. He's only there nineteen, twenty shows a year. <laughs> I mean, that's how they book it, right? Like, he's the face of the company. And sorry, LA Knight is 41. Sorry, I'll let you go, Chris, but I wanted to correct myself. Oh, it's all right. Uh, But, uh, like, WWE's losing all those guys now. They're losing Mm -hmm. The Undertaker. They're they're about to lose Cena. They're going to lose Roman Reigns. Like... And to Josh's point, and to Josh's point, and and Chris, you've said the same thing. Sorry to cut you off because you've said it. They never struck when it was hot. And I'm not saying like, I'm not saying that Zane or Knight are going to be the face of that company, but they would have been great WWE champions. And And it it would have been something that really would have gotten over and bought you time to get that guy because they've never found that guy in the last four or five years, right? So, yeah, because I mean, you could even, you could flip flop and have Roman Reigns win it back from one of those. Like, it'll buy you time to put somebody else in that spot, right? Um, Like, WWE. The WWE, like you look at Josh's hat, like the guy on Josh's hat could be the face of WWE for God's sakes. Like nobody would know. Like who is it? Josh's hat. <laughs> well, I just want to. What I want to know is, I'm not to say that. Like, why do you need to have a, the face of the company be there forever? Right. Like, I mean, they yeah. don't have to have a prolonged. Like, I, I'm not saying that you can't have key guys, but wouldn't it be better to have? Like, I mean, Randy Orton. Like, what about Randy? Like, he's he's yeah. he is 
he is the WWE. And I would say that, like, really, like, you know, the real face of the WWE, we're not going to talk about him ever again. And, like, the, I think that, like, right now, I'm really interested in seeing massive changes to, like, give us what the fans deserve for so long and not having, like, a psychopath running it, <laughs> potentially. <laughs> Right. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't want to like, I'm not trying to get into that, but like, I think that like, there's a real opportunity for them here to like do something different than they've been doing. Like give us like what, like we had during that attitude era, how we felt about it and like give the fans what they want, but like, don't give us everything we want. Just give us some new starts. Yeah. There's a, there's a fine line between it. And it seems like it isn't because it's such a weird timeline. If I were to use my hands, I don't know how my camera is going to look on camera when I do this or my hands on camera when I do this, but um, it's like, there's a finer line than we think of instant gratification versus long-term long-term storytelling. Like it's, 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 it's almost, it's the, the variance is almost smaller than we think. Right. So it, it's kind of pretty funny. Like if you go too fast and we give the fans everything they want, then it's predictable. If you go too far away from your long-term storytelling and you go much too far, the story doesn't make sense anymore. So it's like really trying to find that happy medium and then finding like what, what we love about wrestling, those little swerves here and there, those little slights of hands, the magician's code. And you know, the little stupid thing that goes, makes you go, Holy fuck. I never saw that coming. And that's the beautiful part. If you, if you find that line and do it great. And nobody's found it yet. Not even AEW. AEW had it in the beginning because there was a lot of mystique. They've lost it now, right? So it'll be really unique to see. WWE has a lot of really strong cards in their hand, and it'll be really interesting to see how they play these cards moving forward because they can go so many different routes. And if they just really want to screw the fans and just, like, I mean, screw the fans in a good way, like, um, keep them guessing and, you know, really kind of create a moment at WrestleMania. That's going to be a wow moment. They're, they're going to have the ability to do so now. Yeah. I have a question, Matt. So what I'm thinking, like looking at all of the injuries that we've seen, like, especially recently with like very prominent stars, like, how do you think, like, maybe this formula with Roman Reigns is actually good, right? Like you work a few, few dates, you know, unlikely to get hurt. You're booking matches that like they can make sure that he's protected. You're keeping your superstar because like, I almost think like, although it's scripted, like the, the, the physicality is real. Like what they're doing yep. is risky. And you think about like a baseball player, hockey player, you know, all of those sports, like the teams have to be able to move on without those guys. And they're putting themselves sure. at risk to, to win. But when you're booking how the results are going to be, would you not want to protect like your biggest star? So I'm like, maybe that's like, holy crap, maybe this is the formula that's actually working because the story that they're building continues to work because they can actually continue to tell the story. The story with CM Punk is over right now. Like, mm -hmm. and so it's like, you're investing in these guys who continue to get hurt. Like maybe this is, this is better for business. I don't like it. Don't get me wrong. Cause I want to see people get hit and like wrestle, but for sure. I think yeah. one of the scenarios that really pops up is why is that allowed to happen? And it's allowed to happen because you have two titles right? You have a world heavyweight championship and you have a universal title. That's the first one. Seth Rollins is a workhorse. He's on every, every, every pay-per-view that's, that's, that's there. He's defending that title. He's defending it on TV. He's doing everything. He's the workhorse where this allows Roman to not have to be. And the formula, there's a couple of things that make that formula work. 
Um, number one, yeah, maybe I agree. You could protect your guy, but you can't have him hold the title. You can't have each guy that's in that universal championship position to hold it for three years. Because that, that doesn't make it believable anymore. It's like even when Cody loses the title, I would probably keep the, the title on Cody for probably a max of maybe six to nine months. I wouldn't go more than that. I really wouldn't. Like maybe a year at the very, very most. Right. But you can't do three years like this anymore. It's just, it's not, we're not in that time and age. And, you know, you need to let other people develop. Like one of the things about Roman having that title is that it's, it's scuppered the development of other people to be the guy in that spot and learn how to do it. Cause that's a spot that you have to learn how to be the guy. Like, and I think back in the old days, you were just the guy because of the way you looked or, or what you had. And, and that was pretty much it. And you had to learn to be the guy on your own, but the WWE over the last 10, 15 years has been, Oh, we got to teach them how to be the guy <laughs> right now. The last part that I have to this and why it worked was because his storyline that he had with the bloodline was the best storyline on TV. And it got prolonged for almost a year and a half. And I think that really made for interesting television moving forward. And I think when we looked at that all the way through, I think if somebody doesn't have a great storyline like that, or maybe a less storyline that isn't like that good, like that was an, an unbelievable line that kept people guessing. Um, it, it was just, everybody was talking about it. If they don't have that line, that three-year title reign is going to be very boring in my opinion, if they don't have it. So if you take out that storyline and it's not that good, his title reigns boring. And then I'm just watching him to get beat. Right. So Absolutely. I think that's, hey, Matt, that's just as a heads up. Yeah, you. I I like when you talk because you teach me new words. I learned what scupper means. Uh, yeah, sweet. Thanks, thanks for that one. Scupper, word of the day. I taught, I taught, I taught Itzy that. Like I taught my partner Itzy that last, like last night, and she's like, "What'd you say?" I said, "Yeah, it scuppers their development." It's uh, to, it's so like sink a ship deliberately or prevent from working, succeeding or oh, succeeding. Scu- oh, scuttle, scuttle, yeah, scupper, 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 oh, scupper, scupper, scupper. Wow, I didn't know that to, either. To thwart. To th- yeah, it's, it's basically, to, yeah, it's to hinder, like I think you said it best, the one word in there was prevent, right? It prevents uh, something from happening. So, yeah. Oh, man, Webster's Dictionary. Let's go, kayfabe. You and K-fabe's Tamara, the get, get, they, every day I learn a new word because my vocabulary is not very large. Fun fact, a, Matt taught me how to read. Yeah, fun oh. fact. That's actually a true fact, too. Josh taught me how to ride a bike. So kind of getting away from this. Now we kind of we've kind of went off on a tangent here with a little of these topics, and uh, we're about what Chris about forty some minutes in now. About forty <laughs> minutes, yeah. So what we're going to do is I'm I'm going to lead into one final topic tonight as the host. I'm going to kind of switch up, and we're going to go actually not with AEW tonight. Um, what we are going to do is the next podcast we have, we're going to focus on AEW, and uh, we haven't talked a lot about AEW in a while. It's um it's just because we want to make sure that we we get Revolution right. There's going to be a lot of stuff coming up with that, but. Um, in the wrestling industry, something big kind of happened today, and it was with, um, you know, obviously with TNA Wrestling. Um, Scott Demore, the president and, and basically an employee of TNA for the last 20 years, just up and fired through Anthem, has his contract terminated. Um, and basically, when TNA is just kind of on this rise that we've been seeing, and people are starting, Chris, we mentioned earlier, they're, they're starting to talk about them again and talk about some of these champions, the cross-promotion they did with the WWE at the Royal Rumble um, on the women's side and, and for a few things that we're seeing and some of the talents there. Um, rumor has it that talents were uh, basically not allowed to ask questions during this meeting when they were told that um, 
I can't remember what the gentleman's name is. It's uh, Anthony Ciccone, I believe his name, who is basically now the president or running everything on on, on the Anthem side. Um, basically had a meeting with talent. Talent weren't allowed to ask any questions. They basically just told talent what was going on and said, here, this is what it is. Just deal with it. And people were pretty pissed off behind the scenes. Now, obviously, this is stuff that we're reading. We don't know if this is fact or fiction, but we do know for the fact that, A, Scott Demore is gone. He's terminated. And that, two, um, a television person is going to be basically taking over and, and running the the president uh, day-to-day presidential duties of this company moving forward. Now, I'll start with Josh um, when we go through. I was going to start with Chris, but I've started with Chris, but I will start with Josh. Josh, when you kind of think of WCW and what ended up happening with WCW where basically Eric Bischoff got ousted and they brought in a TV guy and uh, we saw kind of what happened with that. Um, TNA has just kind of been on the tip of people's tongue. They've had a resurgence. Um, do you think that this really kind of, I don't know, fucks TNA wrestling moving forward? <laughs> Or do you do you think that you need to give it time to see what happens? Because right now, apparently, the morale in that locker room is uh, very low. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see. Like, I mean, I actually just reading a statement that they put out just recently um, that you know it looks it seems like it was just a business decision, and they're trying to you know uh, integrate their wrestling with their entertainment uh, business or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely if 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 the if the locker room's morale is is gone and there's no pit like there's no one to pick up the pieces and Scott's was the one who was holding that together, then it, it could definitely if the product's going to suffer, um, then you're you you're definitely setting yourself up for failure. Um, I you don't I haven't watched a lot of TNA. I used to watch it, you know, uh, casually back you know when they had the uh, octagon or hexagon ring. And yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know a lot about Scott Demore, um, but I do really actually respect uh, his take on wrestling. And you know, seen him in like the dark side of the ring. And one of my favorite things that he said was, you know, he'd introduce himself as like I'm Scott Demore, TNA wrestling, or it was Impact at the time. And then he said, like, you know, I used to be uh, a jobber, um, and he's like, and that that term doesn't bother me because, like, you know, like I guys like me were the reason that like guys like Hulk Hogan got over. Like we're the reason what, like we're the, we're got, you know, we're the work, we're the workers who make the the good guys look good when they need to look good. And yeah. I think that like, and besides him being Canadian, um, I think that like, you know, he, he kind of, I feel like he brought a respectable side to the business that, you know, often doesn't have that, that type of like honor to it and i i i I think that it's it's something that's bad for it'll be bad for tna because they lost someone who uh is you know great in this business but i think that it might be an opportunity for him to go somewhere else you know like i could see him working with uh, AEW or like even you know like uh, other promotions that you know could use someone like him and i i don't think there's anything wrong with that yeah, and, and and you know what? I have to agree. I think Scott brought such a, an unbelievable mind to that business, and he brought it up. And and you know what? He 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 was the one that took it over when it was at its lowest peak. Um, like there was no really big stars. They tried to find stars, bring people in. He made smart business deals that he could make salary wise to make those things in. He brought Moose in from ROH. He brought so many like people in. He had a he, he like he was a resurgence part of Johnny Swinger's career and made Johnny Swinger like, uh, you know, have Swinger's Casino on like TNA and made it a staple, like probably one of the most 
um, you know, highest rated segments on that show for a few months when he was there by some 50 year old guy with a great body and <laughs> hasn't really wrestled in a long time. Like he just had a knack for how the business works. And yeah, you're right. He's Canadian, um, you know, and great managerial talent. Like he, he was a, a talent before he did anything and then just kind of learned all of the back end stuff to make it work. And um, I, I think honestly, if it wasn't for him, I don't think that that company would have survived. I really don't. And it's, it's just a sad day to see him go, especially out of the blue. I, I, I hope to God he got an amazing severance package for what he got. But um, Chris, I know I'm rambling a little bit about this and I know that you, that you're going to share probably the same sentiment that I have, but I'm going to kind of go off track a little bit with your question because I, I kind of, I'm kind of really interested to find out. Um, What's your favorite Scott Demore moment on TV? And you're on mute, by the way, so we can't hear you. <laughs> Still figuring this out. Uh, I got you. He had a televised Canadian Destroyer, and that's that's the one I always remember. I don't remember who it's on. I, I feel like I just saw it recently, and I didn't even knew he wrestled. Like I didn't even know he wrestled. So um, checking him out today, I saw that he wrestled. But yeah, I, I saw that Canadian Destroyer because like he's not a small guy, and he no. he just he just retired last year from in-ring competition. Yeah. And you know, like he was instrumental in that team Canada group. And if you look at those, there's stars in there. Like you had Petey Williams. Um, you had uh, Bobby Roode that was actually on team Canada. So many people that, that were, that were pretty much in there. There's somebody else that I'm missing too. Um, that was in there. That was pretty decent. I have another but, decent moment on TV where uh, sure. Lance Hoyt, who we know as the, the murder Hawk monster. Now uh, when he was, when he was promoted to president the first time, his workload was too big. So we had Lance Hoyt uh, write him off TV by injuring him in some some way. So he was on TV there. But, um, yeah, uh, I, I have a lot more to go through about Scott Demore, if you guys want. <laughs> well, my question, my question to you is I'm going to kind of go uh, a little bit more towards you think about something like AEW now. Because Joss mentioned, well, hey, maybe, maybe he ends up somewhere else. Um, does Scott Demore um end up maybe in an AEW in like a production capacity like do you think that that would be a great fit for something like AEW because I think like one of the things that we're seeing in AEW is that the wrestling content is has still been really good as always um you know we've seen still some really great match probably matches probably most recently that FTR and uh you know the House of Black match um that in the cage the the three the the six man in the cage was pretty decent like they're they're but the storylines don't seem to really be meshing well to make a great program for them. Do you think that his influence can really kind of take the storytelling in AEW and really turn it into, you know, going from a C to maybe like a B minus or a B plus if he was able to get a job like that? If, yeah, I think, uh, I think way, I, I think he'd be better in AEW than WWE. Um, I mean, He's he's shown what he can do in TNA. It took him a long time to get there. He started from like sorry to say the Drake song, but he started from the bottom. He worked his way up, right? Yeah. So that's one of the smaller companies. So seeing him, I wouldn't want him to go to WWE because I don't want the expectations to be too high. And and for them, because you know he's going to walk in there and he's not that he's not going to be welcome, but you know there's going to be something that he always has to work towards to to rebut the fact that he is from TNA. So he's already, it's already disadvantaged if he goes there. 
I think if we see him do the same thing in AEW, say throughout the next five years, then then yeah, I would say definitely that he's got a spot in in WWE. But um, I, I'd like him. I'd like to see him do with try to do it with AEW because right now for for TNA to have a TV guy come in and give it like after Scott's brought it like to this point, I don't know how that's going to go over. And I think for him, it could be a blessing in disguise, but it looks like Scott Demore really loved the company, really wanted to take it back. He was passionate when you see those promos. So it kind of sucks that it just swooped, you know, the, the carpets pulled from out, out underneath them. But we'll see. We'll see where this goes. I, I don't think he's going to have, I don't think he's going to be unemployed for too long. My last question of the night before we uh, basically, uh, we move into Josh uh, slicing some deli meats in his uh, Imperial slicer. Um, Josh, do you think that this deal basically with Demore being gone, especially with how much hands-on approach he had with TNA, do you think that it's going to expose um, TNA as like a fraud moving forward when you have somebody that's just working TV at the top that maybe doesn't know the full ins and outs of the wrestling business? Yeah, I mean, I imagine that they're probably going to hire or they're keeping the, the writers on from what I understand. So hopefully, you know, that it, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't see how this could be good for TNA. You hope you're hopeful um, because you know the wrestlers that are there deserve uh, to continue with the promote. Like you know, basically, you don't want to see a sacrifice of the promotion because of this. Um, but I, I likely it's you know probably a payroll. They don't th- they don't think that they need to pay Scott Demore as much as he's worth uh, to do the job and have someone else do it. So um, as long as the storytelling continues to be the same. It, it, it could work. I don't know. I think that like you could have a revolt from your, your biggest stars. Um, Moose, you know, had said like the reason that he started signed with TNA was because Scott Demore was his, his mentor. Scott Demore was the reason that he signed, you know, so I was, I, you wonder if there was anybody smart enough to put clauses in their contracts where they, you know, they could go somewhere else. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, but you know, you might see guys trying to get released from their contract, but you know, if they're in TNA, uh, not to say that the people aren't knocking down their doors, but there's only a few wrestlers that the doors are being knocked down. And, you know, I, I think that uh, that uh, hopefully I, I imagine that, you know, it's part of the industry. It happens in other sports all the time, like a manager gets fired or the leader of a company. No, not the leader of a company, but the leader gets, you know, clipped because the, the company wants to go in a different direction unfortunately and you know feel bad for these guys uh men and women because like you know their livelihoods are at stake and they really only have a short period of time to make it work as a wrestler so and Dolph Dolph and Mustafa just signed yeah oh Dolph uh, uh, or, uh, well, Nick Nemeth Nemeth yeah, sorry yeah interesting so, yeah it, it is it, it's it's a weird time for that to happen like well, even, even, even good. everything started moving too. I mean, you even look at kind of what happened since Moose won the title and they kind of went into this, uh, you know, that stable called the system. Like there's lots of these little storylines that were all in the kind of the opening phases. And now it's going to be really interesting to see, do we stay the course? Do we not? What's going to happen? Are there changes? And that's really what's going to affect the, that product moving forward. So it'll be really interesting to see um where it's gonna go but i mean you know what like if we're going by what uh you know the past says tv guys don't fill into wrestling roles very very well and um (laughs) you know that's uh 
that's a, that's a rough go. So unless somebody's given uh, you know Mr. Chicone uh, a a crash course in what he's doing, then that's it's going to be a it, that's the only way that the the, the story is really going to change at this point for what we're talking about. So time will tell. Hopefully it stays strong. A lot of eyes were on TNA, and uh, you know what? There's a lot of good workers in that company now that they picked up a lot of uh, a lot of people like kind of like Nick, the grizzled young vets, and you know people that were in NXT that really uh, you know had a shining and created a base over there. So hopefully they can stay on it and make it work. So, but Josh, shine up your slicer, buddy, your Imperial slicer, get it ready. Ching, 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 ching. That's uh that's the sound of what swords or blades make when you're kind of grinding them up. But Josh, what slices your salami friend? Uh, yeah. And Chris, I put uh, the Scott to Canadian destroyer in the chat. Uh, so th- there's a link to it in the chat and it's a short. So, uh, was pretty good. I when you said he did a Canadian destroyer, I thought you meant like he did it like years ago, and it looks like it was like yesterday. Like it, it, it looks <laughs> like you know current uh, Scott Demore. So, um, because uh, Tony Khan announced that uh, tonight's event might go a little past time, uh, you know what really slices my salami? Uh, when AEW announcer saying we're going to stay with the action as far as. Far as long as it takes, folks. Uh, and I sure fucking hope so. I didn't come to watch for you to end the program before it's over. Um, and it's it's a little annoying that you have to keep keep on reminding us that you're going to finish the program that we're expected to finish. Um, knowing that you're recording this in front of people. So those people are going to get to see the end no matter what. And... Uh, so yeah, so AEW announcers telling us that they're going to stick with the action, folks. Really slices go, my salami. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. We're going to stick with you till the top of the hour. Let me tell you, we're going to stick with you till this ends. Till this match has a winner. Till top of picture, the hour. Picture, in picture, in picture. You're going to watch it with uh, like you know L.A. L.A. Crimes or whatever. Oh shit! It, it's order. like you you can yeah. figure out how to end it a minute earlier. Just like I don't understand. Like you, you program it so it's a minute longer, and it's fine. It's just like you don't need to tell me that you're going to show me what you're. I'm expecting to see, dicks. <laughs> imagine, imagine they just somebody's going in like Moxley's going in for his paradigm shift, and it just ends the show. The credits just start. <laughs> like That's what I mean. Are we at like risk that that happens? Over? Like, are you kidding me? You have to tell me that. You have to wait until next Dynamite to see if John Moxley won or not. Next week on Dynamite. Didn't that, happen during, didn't that happen during <laughs> Slamboree? Slamboree or something? One of like, WCW's yeah. pay-per-views ran out of time and Diamond Dallas Page won the title and nobody saw it? Yeah, nobody saw Page winning the title because they ran out of time and basically in pay-per-view back in the day you had till 11 and um, I guess WCW was notorious for going over time because they, they would. And generally what they said is if you were a minute over time, you paid had to pay like $250,000. Like it was a large fine. So at the end, I guess WCW probably just wasn't paying it or just expecting to not pay the fines. And they just, they just shut them off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so wild. But Josh, final statements, anything that you want to add? Final go. I'm good. Nothing. Dead silence. Chris, yourself, anything that you want to add about any of the topics or anything that you feel like you missed out on today's show? Just uh, just kind of wild, eh? When you think about it, like all the stuff we have to like read and to be like, like we're starting to talk about TNA. We didn't talk about TNA really until just recently. Like there's just so much now that there's so much to follow and there's so much. Oh, I love it. It's fun. It's 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 a really fun time to be a wrestling fan. 
Yeah, you know, and I, I totally have to agree with that. You look at a lot of situations, there's just more content out there now, and, like, there's just a better understanding. Technology allows us to see what's going on in the indies through streaming, different things, too. Like, lots of cool things that we get to see, right? Uh, but, yeah, that's something maybe that we can do a topic on a later show at some point. But with that being said, wherever you are in the world tonight, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. From everybody here at the Rub Wrestling Podcast, we all bid you adieu. Bang. Because the beat's running copacetic. When it all falls down, I hope you don't forget it. Nickel City, son of anarchy, the hype demanded me. Mike and damage, show you amateurs the cost of vanity. So fuck humanity, flowy murder open handedly. Most of my clique, yo, they come from broken families. The world that been open is coming to a close shot. Can't find peace in a world full of soldiers. Can't stop getting all that. Fuck North, we're the streets.